Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing, Sam? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not so bad. How's your week been? Um, okay, I've played minimal Magic again. Yeah, I haven't played much Magic this week at all. Well, I've played some Modern, played some sweet decks that I decided to build. Cool. I decided to just put the Nightfall combo into Zoo, which is pretty sweet. Okay, cool. How, how did that go? Um, I went 3-1 at F&M. Cool. It's better than, lost... uh, better than the 2-2. The... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I lost to Jun because I had some really anemic draws. Jun seems to be doing really well at the moment. Yeah, I just can't beat all of their disruption because I'm, I'm, like, I'm playing Noble Hierarch, Warden Cartel, Tarmogoyf. Yeah. And then if your blood rate hits are pretty bad, yeah. then it's it's pretty bad. Um, and then I've built like a spicy infect deck, okay, which I found online, which is playing Mishra's Bauble and Traverse the Overworld. Okay, cool. Because you just want to farm more threats, um, and it's really bad and really slow, but it's really fun. Yeah, so. <laughs> sounds quite interesting. Maybe we'll see that pop up in a what the deck at some point. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I, like I definitely want to test it more and like actually take it to a proper tournament because um, I like playing bad decks. <laughs> Nice. So how much magic have you been playing this week? Uh, barely any, to be honest. Um, the vast majority of my magic playing this week has been taken up by Arena, which I'm quite happy that I can talk about it now. Uh, yep. A little less happy about the game itself, but I mean, we'll we'll get into that at some point during the show today. Absolutely. Does that count as playing magic? Oh, uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, I've also been scrubbing out of some M25 drafts. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, like a drafted. Turns out Relentless Rats is not good. I mean, if you get enough of them, like eight or nine, sure, but... <laughs> three is not enough. <laughs> no, three is definitely not enough. It took three out of the first pack, and then the rat catcher out of my pack one wheeled, and I was like, sweet, this deck is going to be great. And then oh. I saw no more, and it was just got crushed by Elvish Aberrations. Oh, no. Speaking of pack one pick ones, mm-hmm. do we have a pack, uh, cracker pack this week? We do indeed. It is, it is Masters 25. Hey, fantastic. Let's see if we can get um, another yeah. one out of that. I'm going to open a Relentless Rats and pick it first. <laughs> <laughs> right then. I can get into it. There we go. Cool, right. First card is Pyrehound. Okay. It's three and a red for a 2-3 with Trample. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. Yeah, I mean, it's the first pick so far. <laughs> yes, the first card is normally the first pick. <laughs> From Shadows over in Estrad. It's okay. Yeah, it seems like fine. Like I wouldn't ever first pick it, but you know, I've probably played a few red decks with it in. Yeah, sure. Right, next card. Knight of the Skyward Eye. It's a one and a white for a T2. You can pay three and a green, and it gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Activate it only once each turn. Yeah, again, seems like fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. It like, seems okay, like casting it on the curve, and then later it becomes an actual threat because it comes with 5 5. Yeah, for sure, but committing yourself to two colours in that pack one. Pick yeah, one that's true. as a common right there. I, I don't think it's it's going to be the pick. Yeah, I agree. Right, next one is Dirge of Dread. Okay, and what does that do? Two and a black for a sorcery. Yep. All creatures gain fear until end of turn, so they can't be blocked except by artifact creatures or black creatures. Yep. And it has cycling, one and black. When you cycle it, you may have target creature gain fear until end of turn. Cool. I'm not first picking it, but I don't, <laughs> no. I don't think I'd be too disappointed if I end up in like a, a mono black or a very sort of heavy black deck. This is cool as a, a sort of mini overrun in your mono black aggro decks. Yeah. I quite like it. Also, the art on this card is sweet. Yeah. Like some screaming skulls. Oh, nice. Dude with a massive... St- it's great. It's great, <laughs> but I'm probably not picking it. 
Ooh, Balduvian Horde. Oh, okay, now that's a card. Yeah, two red red for a 5-5. Five, five. Yep. And when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it, unless you discard a card at random. Yeah. This, it's, this is great. That's the pick so far, definitely. Balduvian Horde was a it was a pretty good card of its time, and I think it's fairly acceptable in this sort of modern sort of limited environment that we have nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about four mana five fives. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think when this was spoiled, someone someone shared an article where um, it was when this card was first printed in uh, Alliances. Yeah, and they, <laughs> the article was just like, they've lost their minds. This is way too good. <laughs> and now it's just sort of you know a common in this set that you might take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just fine. Ooh, next card is Presence of Gond. Ah, Presence of Gond is pretty good. Like, you can do some silly things with that card. I like it. It's two and a green for Enchantment Aura. Yep. Enchanted Creature has tap, create a 1-1 green Elf Warrior Creature token. Okay. I mean, I like this card in Pauper. Yeah, the card is, is very good in Pauper. I've seen some, like, ridiculous just infinite combos of it. Like, people just, you know, doing things and making, like, a million elves, like... Yeah, you put it on Midnight Guard, which untaps whenever a creature enters the battlefield, and you yeah. have infinite elves. Yep, that seems pretty good. That can't attack that turn, so you lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is fine, like, I don't mind it. It sort of, if the board's stalling out, you can just make a 1-1 every turn. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that there seems, from what I've seen, there seems to be a, an argument for, sort of, trying to force these two card combos as well so you know you could easily pick this first and then you go find the horseshoe crab and just take that as soon as you can yeah this is great with horseshoe crab yeah i think <clears throat> personally i would still pick the hordes over this yeah i think so but I agree. it's you know it's a consideration at this point definitely yeah definitely i quite like this next card as well mystic of the hidden way ah oh, yeah that was a good card yeah four and a blue for a three two yeah and it can't be blocked but yeah. it has morph so you can pay it, uh, play it face down as a two-two for three generic mana, and turn it face up for two and a blue. Yeah, I like this card. Yeah, I like the card as well. It's like it's, it's not. I don't think it's great as like a five mana three-two, but mm-hmm. the morph creatures are you know, generally really good. Morph creatures are great. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not picking this first, but I'd be very happy to pick this up in a blue deck. Yeah, for sure. Any deck, really. If you're really sort of struggling for playables, you can play mm-hmm. a morph card in there. This is this is like it's very respectable. And then like in the late game, a three mana, like a three two that can't be blocked is pretty nuts. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, next one's probably my pick so far. Disfigure. Yeah, disfigure's good. Tight creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Yeah, Kills. that's my pick as well. I think like it doesn't just say destroy target creature on it. It doesn't say you know exile mm-hmm. creature. But there's a fair amount of things in this format that it does just kill. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit like all the morph creatures. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Or all of the elf tokens from Presence of God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is sweet. I've played decks with multiple copies of this in. I think it's just it's just good enough. Yeah, it's it's fine, definitely. I think that would also be my first pick at this point as well. I don't know. The next card is Colossal Treadmore. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit of a, an Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan all-star there. I mean, it's been printed in literally the last three sets. <laughs> Yeah, four and two green for a six-six of trample. It's a dinosaur. It's 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 fine. Like you need your sort of just big creatures, big vanilla creatures. Mm-hmm. Like six mana six-six with trample. I, I'll play it in my green deck. Yep. Like I, I, I wouldn't ever first pick it. Like ever. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> no. Just got this figure in the pack. Yeah. Ooh, pillage. Next card. Okay. One and two red for a sorcery. Destroy a target artifact or land. It can't be regenerated. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of people getting very excited about Pillage being in the set when they, the set was spoiled. Because uh, I think yeah. it, it did, people were speculating that it was going to have more of a sort of land destruction theme in Limited than it, it actually does. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've come across any sort of dedicated land destruction decks. No. I've 
lost to an Armageddon, but that's losing to Armageddon, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it happens rarely. What can you do about it? Yeah, it's not like the resource denial that this is trying to go for. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure if there are any artifacts I particularly care about, unless I'm missing something huge. Like, Ensnaring Bridge is annoying. Yeah, I mean, like, Sunder and Titan, but when are they going to have an Ensnaring Bridge in Sunder and Titan? Yeah, like, it seems... I don't know. I'd like... I'll probably pick this up for a red sideboard, but I'm not picking it first. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, I might pick this, though. Court Hussar. Ah, Court Hussar is a pretty good card. I'm a big fan. So, two and a blue for a 1-3 with Vigilance. Yeah. When it ends a battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them in your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order, and when it ends a battlefield, sacrifice it unless you paid white to cast it. It's pretty good. Like, a three-mana 1-3 with Vigilance is fine mm-hmm. in most formats. Absolutely. Then the fact that it also, you, like almost an impulse for as a battlefield as well is pretty good yeah it's sweet i like this card yeah me too like still not sure if it's better than disfigure but i mean disfigure doesn't kill it <laughs> oh that's true that's true so i think i think honestly i think it would be my pick at this point yeah, it's strictly better than disfigure because it beats disfigure sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can get behind that yeah oh uh, yeah not taking the first uncommon no what have we got it's Shade. ah okay three and three black for a legendary creature, but uncommon. Uh, five five protection from white. Yeah, yeah it's it's not great. I mean, I, I do love the art on this one. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, like it's, really cool. it's one of my favourite sort of new art pieces in the set. I actually uh, think mine's pillage because the art on pillage is yeah, the art on pillage is really nice. Um, but yeah, this this card's just whatever. Nobody's really gonna pick it that early on, given that it costs three and then three black to cast it. If you find that you've got like a sort of high pick black black rare or mythic, you know, like a bomb in, in your pack, then yeah, get it on the wheel and try to sort of draft the mono black sort of dark ritual deck, but not as a first pick, no way. I think I think the only card that I'd first pick that's this committed to a colour is probably Phyrexian Obliterator because it has such a uh, dominating effect on the board. Yeah, exactly. We could get there. Yeah. So the second uncommon. Ooh Regrowth. Ah, Regrowth is a good card. Oh. It is one in a green for a sorcery. Return yep. target reach to return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Yep. This is my kind of card. Big fan. It's fine. It's it's not first pickable, but it's fine. No, but it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely a me card. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, sure. There's some decks I'd probably be happy playing it in, but it's. Yeah, I'm not taking it. Probably not a deck. Not a card that I would take. Okay. Last uncommon. Yep. Quicksand. Ah, uh, that card. Mm-hmm. The land tap to add a colorless tap sacrifice it so attacking creature without flying gets minus two minus one minus two until end of turn i don't hate picking up lands that act as removal but yeah not first, first pick i don't think it's good like at all like it's not really no like i think i would rather pick like disfigure over this like because like sure. with, with like disfigure like you play the card once and then you know, that's it with quicksand like you having to sacrifice the card as well so yeah it's a land I, I, like yeah i feel that i being, mean being behind on, line, on land is never fun yeah that's fair it kills more sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's what we care about yeah it kills mist the hidden way yeah still doesn't kill hawkasar yeah i think Cortisar is definitely my pick so far oh no did it no what Come we on. got armageddon oh there we go there we go <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm taking so yeah maybe you are playing the the land destruction deck Absolutely. Four and white, sorcery, destroy all lands. Yeah. Awesome. I would also pick this card as well. Um, yeah. I don't even know how good it is, particularly in this draft <laughs> format. Yeah, I have no idea how to build this this deck. Like, I don't know how to build an Armageddon deck in uh, in this format, but I'm more than willing to give it a go. Yeah, I think I would 
do the same in this position as well. Like the set is about sort of iconic cards mm-hmm. and you know casting notorious cards from Magic history and. Armageddon's one of those notorious cards, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad opening a Mythic that's worth about 20p, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it's not that tree. No, at least it's... Hang on, I think tree is actually worth more than Armageddon, but sure. <laughs> a foil might change things, you never know. Yeah, what have we got? Oh, it's another Baldivian Horde, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fair taking... enough. Ooh, and I got a, a Cobbles of Care Keep token. Oh, nice. That's the... pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the, the very first time uh, that card has had a token. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really nice as well. I mean, that makes the £8.50 price tag of the booster pack worth it. Yeah. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't, which, you know, I think everybody's sort of talked to death about it now. Like, there's a problem with the Master sets, and Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll see it sort of addressed and changed to where where they need to be in the future, but it's just just a big shame that the past two haven't been what they could have been. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed drafting it. Yeah, but, same. Um, I mean, like you know, paying nearly thirty quid to do a draft to open, you know, stuff like Armageddon or Tree of Redemption, it just just feels bad. Yeah, um, exactly. But I've been enjoying I've been enjoying doing the Phantom drafts on Modo. Yeah, because they're basically free. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you you know if if you do well enough, they're basically free to keep going, and it's it's been a fun format to draft. But yeah, opening it in paper feels feels kind of bad. Yeah, I think I've only done like three drafts of it in total now, and. It is fun, but I just can't justify doing any more at the cost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I also, I already own four Armageddon's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just bought fourth edition Armageddon's for old school, and now I have one that I can can't play, play anywhere. Yeah, I got a regrowth as well. Man, this is full of old school playable cards. Yeah, <laughs> you can play. Mm, there's the only two in the pack. You can't even play them anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. So yeah, after our soccer pack, let's move on to our card of the week. Uh, so what's your card of the week this week, Sam? Oh, uh, mine's boring again. Yeah, um, boring or boros? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean both. both? I, yeah, I, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, my card of the week is uh, Lightning Helix. Okay, cool. And what does Lightning Helix do for anybody out there listening who might <coughs> never have seen the card before? <laughs> it costs a red and a white for an instant. Deal three damage to target creature or player, then gain three life. Cool. It's pretty it's a pretty good. good card, I think. Like you know, you're right. It's nothing fancy, but mm-hmm. it's one of those staple cards that sees play in quite a few different formats. Yeah, like since um, so I, p- I picked some some of these up for modern since I'm playing Bloodbraid Elf, and apparently I like playing red now, okay. which still, still hurts for me to say. Um, <laughs> but that card's just really good because bolts same will play. I like playing Lightning Helix now. Like Lightning Helix, Lightning Helixing adjacent the mind sculptor feels better than bolting it. Yeah, definitely. Like Custom Lightning Bolt is great. Mm-hmm. Custom Lightning Helix never quite feels as good as just casting a Lightning Bolt, but I know which one I'd prefer to cast for free from a Blood Elf. Absolutely, it just feels sweet. Like flipping off a Blood Elf um, has been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not very interesting, but I just thought I'd let people know that I'm embracing red spells now. Good. It's, it's and always, always good to try new things. Sounds like they're really good. Yeah, they are. Everyone's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your card of week? Is it slightly more interesting than plain old Lightning Helix? It is slightly more interesting, uh, to say the least, I think. So, mm-hmm. once again, it's another card from Dominaria. Okay. Except it's kind of not. So, my card of the week okay. is Fire Song and Sunspeaker. Sweet. Uh, it is a new creature card from Dominaria. 
except it mm-hmm. doesn't actually feature in the booster packs. Right, okay. So the only way to get this card is mm-hmm. if you buy a box from a Wizards Play Network store. So it comes yep. as a buy a box promo. Uh, it's a bit of a... It's an interesting card, to say the least. So it's Fire Song and yeah. Sunspeaker. It's a legendary creature. It's a Minotaur Cleric. Uh, it's six mana, so it's four, one red and one white. Uh, it's a four, six... And it says, red instant and sorcery spells you control have lifelink. And whenever a white instant and sorcery spell causes you to gain life, Firesong and Sunspeaker deals three damage to target creature or player. Sweet. Maybe. Well, wait, so there are two things before we get into we're talking about this card that I want to... One, uh, this is just two Hurling Minotaurs. It is, yeah. That, yeah. That's Hurling something Minotaur. that I've noticed. The uh, bit of an Easter egg in it, a bit of a throwback, I guess, to sort of the original old magic sets. Yeah, so the flavor text of this card is the peaks of Herloon never falls never fall silent. Yeah. So these are Herloon Minotaurs, which is a three mana two three. Yeah. And this is a six mana four six. Yeah. For two, it's and there's two creatures on the art. There's yeah two Herloon Minotaurs on the uh, on the art there. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Considering how excited I got last week about flavor, <laughs> I yeah, was only definitely mentioning that this is little Easter egg was sweet. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that we're sort of seeing as more and more of these Dominaria card arts get spoiled. Where we are seeing sort of throwbacks to. Sort of classic magic and all of the sort of earlier Dominaria storylines and characters and cards and I'm just loving it, absolutely loving yeah, it. Yeah, it continues to be sweet. Yeah. So my second point about this card: what happens if you have it in play and you cast Lightning Helix? <laughs> um, I, I mean, it gives Lightning Helix life link. So, so does it? You'll gain, gain six and deal six. Uh, yeah. So it. You gain six, and then you deal six. Uh, yeah. Three of that damage will be to... I guess it's all going to be to target now, isn't it? This only says target creature or player. It doesn't say Planeswalker. And neither does Lightning Bolt, but Lightning Helix is going to get the redirection thing that Lightning Bolt's getting as well. This is like Lightning Bolt. It, Lightning Bolt is being errated to... To target creature or player or player. So I think it's just to target, but it'll be target creature, player, or planeswalker. Okay. Whereas Fire Song and Sunspeaker only says creature or player. That is correct, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if well, that I'm change affects Fire Song and Sunspeaker or if it if it just does what it says on the card. Because this is this is all about the, the redirection rule, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So well, they the are sort of changing the redirection rule where in the past or I mean as it is currently as a time of recording, uh, when you cast a spell, so using the Lightning Helix for example, uh, it deals three damage to target creature or player, and you gain three life. So that target player can be redirected to a Planeswalker that that player controls. Mm-hmm. So they're changing that to just target the Planeswalker directly, and we're having, I think, I read the article about it, and I think there's, they've listed uh, it was over 700 cards they're going to get an errata. Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. Yeah, it's, I, mean, it's, I don't think we've ever seen a sort of significant rules changed like this for, for quite a while, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on that, but I think maybe that's for another podcast, but um, I'm just going to say that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's going yeah. to it's gonna change things, and it's going to complicate and confuse for quite a quite a little while, I think, until everybody gets into the swing of how it works. Yeah, because, we'll, yeah, we'll you're, get... you're going to have cases like this where you have an older card saying, deal three damage to target creature or player, but it's been errated to, say, any target now although the card mm-hmm. itself doesn't say that. But then some of the newer cards, this Fire Song and Sunspeaker, also says uh, three damage to target creature or player, but yeah. that doesn't mention Painswalker. Yeah, so this card has the same templating as old cards that can still target a Planeswalker with the new rule, yeah. 
but that those cards can target a planeswalker. This one can't, despite having exactly the same text. Yeah. Because of well, it's going to be very, very confusing. It is going to be very confusing, um, especially considering both shock and lightning strike will be legal at the same time. Yeah, with different wording on them as well. Yeah. So you could put those both in the same deck. They both say the same thing: deal damage to target creature or player, but. Two of them can target a planeswalker, and this one can't. Yeah, it's it's very anyway. It's, it's, it's very, very odd, but I think once we get a little bit closer to Dominaria and the, the sort of rules do sort of change slightly, I think we'll we'll cover that a bit more in depth yeah, later. Because there is there's, there's a lot to talk about. You know, over seven hundred cards are getting a rules change essentially. Mm-hmm. Some big ground to cover there. Absolutely. So, but, why uh, have you chosen this as your card of the week? So, I've chosen this as my card of the week uh, because I think. <clears throat> out of everything we've seen from Dominaria so far, other than that damping sphere from the other week, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discussion about this. Yeah. Uh, part of that is, uh, well, it's two things really. So first of all, we've got Wizards of the Coast have announced a brand new format that they're supporting to go along sort of with the announcement of this card, mm-hmm. and that is Brawl. Now we're going to speak yep. a bit more about Brawl in a little bit, uh, but Brawl essentially is its standard commander, really. Yep. So you sort of build a deck and play a game with the same rules or very similar to rules to that of Commander, uh, where you have one card to be your, your commander, and the rest of the cards in your deck uh, can only share a colour of your commander's colour identity. So this one, for example, would be, be Boros, so that is red and white. So I could only have red or white cards or colourless cards in my commander deck, or my yep. Brawl deck, sorry. Uh, but Brawl is a sort of standard format so it only uses the cards from standard uh, and you can't use anything sort of prior to that yeah the format we're all waiting for right yeah <laughs> yeah like it's a bit I of an odd one I don't get it I don't no. understand why this format exists but I think I think before I talk about that I want to go over the other point which was that this card is only available if you buy a box of Dominaria from a Wizard Play Network store yeah, and people have lost their minds about it. Yeah, people have been very upset about that. Because mm-hmm. it, it's understandable, because yeah. the, that kind of thing sets a bit of a precedence. Like, this card... I personally, I don't think this card is good enough for standard. No, I think this card... I think part of the discussion is the fact that this card sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's it's good enough for standard, and certainly is not going to be a four of. Like, you, you're not going to jam a place at a fire song and sunspeaker in your standard deck. Like, Absolutely not ever. So there was obviously that whole idea of, of limiting the availability of the card. Yeah, it will sort of obviously it, it affects the price, you know, supply and demand. But I don't think the demand is going to be there, despite the fact the only way to get this card is to spend you know eighty ninety pounds on a box. Yeah, it's um. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure it's a bad thing because it's not like <clears throat> the sort of thing where they're printing, you know, Scarab God as a buy box promo, and it's not in the actual set, and this is the only way you can get it. Where that's, you know, um, a staple in basically every standard deck. Yeah, exactly. This isn't going to have the same effect because I think some commander players will pick this up. Yeah. Despite the fact I also think it's bad in commander, it doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I think commander is a much better home for it. Um, it's a it's a fairly interesting sort of build around commander for sure, and mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of does two things really. So it offers commander players an incentive, or maybe it it, it offers them a point of interest to sort of buy a box of Dominaria, which they yep. might not have considered in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which is you know the goal goal of Wizards of the Coast is to sell 
boxes sell booster packs at the end yeah, of the day. Like, think... They're a company, they need to sell their product. Yeah, I think Magic players forget about that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And the other side of that is, if it's a commander card, then surely the standard players won't be interested in it. So that all that mm-hmm. does is just add an extra little bit of value on your on your booster box. Yeah, like you get a free. I'm imagining the price of this card is something like five dollars. Yeah, I pounds. It's I can't see it ever being more than five dollars. Really, like even as a commander, so. Mm-hmm. Was been having a look on sort of sites like EDHREC and looking at like the the top commanders of all time. Like there isn't a Boros commander in the top twenty one commanders of all time. Like mm-hmm. it's not really a popular color combination. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, that I think you know, a lot of ground has been covered on it, but basically, it doesn't do anything as a color pair. Yeah. So, like, there aren't any powerful effects in in red and white that you really want outside of board wipes. There's no ramp. There's no card draw. Yeah, and why would you sort of limit yourself to playing a, a red and white deck when you could just have a Mardu commander or a Jeskai commander and Yeah, just like jam in some a lot sort of better things really. Yeah, so you can play some of some of the cards, but you can play Rissic Study or Phyrexian Arena and um actually try and win the game. But I mean this this card doesn't do anything. No, I think even the, Yeah, even the fact of that when you look at the ability, uh, the abilities deal three damage to target creature or player. So yeah, it's not it's... each player or each creature. So in your sort of multiplayer commander games, even then it's not really going to be doing a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, because we imagine that this is this card is designed for Brawl, right? This new format. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's the thinking behind it. Because so Brawl is 60 card singleton, whereas commander is 100. Yeah. It's only standard legal cards. Yeah. So you also can't put banned cards on there, so you couldn't put Smuggler's Copter in, in your Brawl deck. No, no. Uh, so it's 60 cards, including your commander. Yep. Um, so it's 59 cards that you actually shuffle. And each player has... So each player has 30 life? Yeah, each player has 30 life in Brawl, yeah. Rather than 20, which is normal constructed formats, yep. or 40, which is commander. Um, and the article from... Was it Gavin Verhe who put it up? I think so, yeah. Um, said that it's recommended to play multiplayer games? Yeah. Like, I just don't... I don't get... So, like... The thing with Commander is that you pull from 25 years of magic, right? Yeah, for sure. All these ridiculous effects that massively impact. I can't yeah. think of I can't think of many standard legal cards that are really going to... like. I wouldn't want to sit down and play a four-player game with standard cards. No, not particularly. Like... Scarab God, maybe, but how am I, what am I doing with like the 30 other slots in my deck? Yeah, for sure. Like The other thing that, that you can do in Brawl, which you can't do in Commander, is, well can't normally do in commander is you can have a plane uh, planeswalker as your commander sure so i have seen sort of brews or you know ideas when i've been thinking about the format is like like mono red maybe mono red's a thing like you mm-hmm. just have like chandra torture defiance and recur you know have recur her a few times or like hazaret like casting hazaret at any point in the game seems pretty good just why aren't you just but playing standard? I don't. Yeah, that's it. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just play standard or just play commander. Like, because the thing with this is you're playing standard legal cards, right? Yeah. So if you're playing a legendary creature as your so, like if you're playing a legendary creature or planeswalker as as a commander of these decks. Yeah. So in turn five, you're trying to cast a scarab bird. Well, that's the point of a lot of the standard decks anyway. Yeah, definitely. Or like you're trying to cast a Hazaret on turn four with no cards in your hand, which is the point of one of the standard decks. Yeah. Or, or you like <laughs> I just don't I don't understand how this is beneficial because you're having you're then having to so if you're playing playing a mono red deck with Chandra or Hazaret as your commander, yeah, 
you're playing all the good cards like Glorybringer and um, Rekindling Phoenix. Yeah. I think you, at a certain point, because it's Singleton, you just have to put in bad cards, right? Yeah, definitely. Given that the card pool is so small for what it is. Maybe like I haven't done a lot of research on this because I feel like this is a format I'm. I might be wrong. Maybe I'll love it. Maybe it's because like because I'm an avid commander player, but like I don't think this is a format I'll be touching. Cause... Yeah, I I won't either. Like I I'm not a particularly fan of commander. I think mm-hmm. while I really like the idea of the format, I'm not. I don't really enjoy sort of multiplayer magic as much as I do sort of one v one magic. You just hate fun. I mean, yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> spells are fun, right? <laughs> so yeah, I can't imagine why I would want to play a format that I don't already massively enjoy, but restrict myself even more within that format. Yeah, because like, I think it's being marketed as like the sort of casual constructed format, right? Yeah, definitely. I guess you can you can you can kind of see reasons why sort of that would work, or you know why some players would sort of enjoy it that way. Like the other thing I've seen is like. Uh, limited players. It could be a good way for limited players to play a constructed format. So if you get because people, they just pull the cards they have. Yeah. Yeah. If you get people who are drafting a lot, like a lot of the time, you're just gonna end up with single cards from draft anyway. And with Dominaria having so many legendary creatures, it's mm-hmm. gonna be fairly easy just to sort of build a a casual quote unquote fun brawl deck. Sure, but like I don't know, because uh, this is just going to get broken immediately, right? This this format will yeah, be absolutely, and I guess the, you know stop. the counter argument to that is well, is like if they're a limited player, why would they be interested in a constructed format? Yeah, where they like they they just wouldn't, right? Yeah, and like standard players don't care because standard players are normally playing to grind PPTQs and GPs. Yeah, so why would they want to play? Like, this is the thing. So I play constructed formats. Like I play standard because that's. Um, the PPTQ format most of the time, or the RBTQ format, yeah. or the GP format. I play modern because I love it. Yeah. And um, sometimes, you know, you can actually play proper constructed magic and um, get some by playing modern. And I play EDH because it's fun and I love magic. So why the, why the hell would I play this format, which yeah. is sort of stuck between the middle of those, where it's inconsequential and also is nowhere near as fun as Commander? It just it just strikes me as completely pointless. Yeah, same. Uh, I think that pretty much sums up my feelings on it as well. Like, mm-hmm. I I just I just don't quite understand what the uproar is all about, really. Like, yeah. So one of the things that I guess sparked a lot of outrage in people was if you go back, you can compare it to uh, there was a card back in Magic's early day. I think it was nineteen ninety four. Even was um, it was a card called uh, Nalastani Dragon. Yeah. So that was a card that was uh, yeah it was printed in nineteen ninety four and it was printed as a, a giveaway for DragonCon. Uh, the only way you could get that card was if you went to DragonCon. Mm-hmm. Now that card also isn't particularly good. Like it's a it's... Four, it's a four mana one one, so it's <coughs> two and two red for a dragon. Mm. It has yep. flying. It's a one-one. Uh, it also has banding. Don't ask me what that means. Does it? It has, yeah. Flying and banding, yeah. Oh my god, it does. Yeah, uh, and it's then it has fire breathing as well. So you can pay one red. It gets plus one plus yeah. zero until end of turn. And yeah. then if the ability is played four or more times during this turn, sacrifice the dragon at the end of turn. This card sucks. It's terrible, but there was a massive outrage amongst players then. Mm-hmm. So much that. Uh, in an article from uh, it was the first of August, twenty thirteen, uh, Mark Rosewater sort of out- outlines twenty things which were going to kill magic, and uh, mm-hmm. that one is listed as number four. Oh, uh, wow, okay. People 
kick up sort of such a stink that Wizards decided to stop producing mechanically unique cards outside of booster packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Dragon, it was also included in early issues of the Duelist magazine, so it was given another way for players to get their hands on one. Okay. Which I think is something that we will see with uh, with this card as well, this um, Fire Song and Sunspeaker. So yeah. we already know we've got like a like a multiplayer format, well, a multi- new multiplayer set coming soon, like that Battle Bond. Yep. And I'm pretty much like. It's absolutely basic speculation at this point, but I've managed to convince myself that it's probably going to see a reprint in that or be some sort of promotional card tied to that. Yeah, I would have thought so. Like, they wouldn't just give it away as just the Barbox promo. Because they, they know that, like, um, Nanathi Dragon was a problem and, like, there have been other cards that have been problems in this sort of way. Yeah, for sure. I c- they've got to have thought it through and they've, they've got to be being careful about it. Yeah, so... I don't. I don't really understand what all of the fuss is about, as far as like the sort of the price of the card goes or the value of the card goes. Like in in that way, I would compare it to something like uh, so. Some of the early Magic the Gathering books all came with like a like a redeemable coupon that you could sort mm-hmm. of send away to get a unique card. Yep. Uh, one of those was Mana Crypt. Mm-hmm. So for a very long time, the only way to get Mana Crypt was to get it uh, as part of this book promo card. Yep. Now that's a card that obviously does see a lot of commander play. It's actually good, <laughs> and you can play it in any single deck. And mm-hmm. that had that had quite a high price. I mean, it still does have quite a high price. And um, it means you can cast your Nalathni Dragon on turn two. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this card isn't Mana Crypt. No, like there's, I can't see, I can't see this card ever, ever climbing to the value of anywhere close to what Mana Crypt was. No, because I mean, Biobox Premise in general um, have been. Because previously, you know, they've, they've been standard legal cards that you can pull out of boost packs. Yeah, they are just like like old art versions of the cards. Yeah, which, much like which is, is good, I think. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and they've been, re- you know, they've been reasonable cards before, like you know, Goblin Rabble Master. Yeah, like Sylvan Caradid. Um, yeah, exactly, like Sylvan Caradid. Like, but generally, the prices of the Biobox promos were about the same as the normal cards. Yeah, and I mean, in some cases they were considerably lower as well. Like, yeah, because you knew you were there were guaranteed ways to get those cards, and mm-hmm. a lot of the time those cards just weren't desirable at all. Yeah, exactly, and I think this falls into that category as well. And the fact that I do not think this is playable. Yeah, like I, I don't know why I would want to own this card. Um, and the price isn't going to be like like I said, like if it was some kind of ridiculous mythic where this is playable, this is the best card. Yeah, or if it was like. You know, Urza Planeswalker, or like exactly like a Jace that you can only get from this bio box. Like, yeah, it's like wizards know that. It's the same with um, you know the sort of the intro pack things, or like the Planeswalker decks where yeah. you get this Planeswalker you can only get in the Planeswalker decks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they suck, and <laughs> like they're they're bad for a reason because yeah. people because they know that people won't just buy up all these things in order to get these cards. Because if like if this card was good, then the price would be ridiculous. Yeah. And it would be the same if, like, one of the Jaces from one of the Planeswalker decks was good. Yeah, but definitely. Newer players who they're intended for wouldn't be able to get this card. Yeah, but, I, I think I think I quite like them doing this, to be honest. Like, I quite okay. like them doing this because mm-hmm. it allows them to experiment with cards in, in ways that they might not necessarily do otherwise. Yeah. So they can make cards that aren't necessarily powerful but are definitely interesting. Yeah, that they want to exist. Yeah. Yeah, I like I don't I can't even understand because magic players get <laughs> angry about literally anything. Yeah, for sure. Like we fear change, like change isn't good ever. Yeah. But I, I mean I I'd be I think I'd be incredibly disappointed if I open this in a pack. 
Yeah, same. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, just I think that, that, that's it at the end of the day, isn't it? Like, you you open it up in a pack and you're very unhappy with your, you know, dollar rare, like, if that. Yeah. Or well, you buy a box, which I presume you were going to anyway. Yep. And now your box has an extra $5 of, like, yeah, your box has an extra $5 of value guaranteed, like... Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you can trade it to your friend who plays Commander. Yeah. Whatever. Like it's. I think it's. It is a lot. I. I it's a lot of fuss about nothing. Yeah, I. I agree. I think it would be. You know, this conversation would be completely different if it was, one of those you know powerful cards, or it was something broken, or something, something truly unique. But mm-hmm. I have enough faith in Wizards to think that they know better than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we, I know I went on a small rant about it earlier. <laughs> yeah. We move back to like to brawl as this new format where this card's meant to be. Yeah. You know, that this card is pushing. Why? Why is this the format they've cho- they've chosen to make? Like, what's what's Wizards' motivation for making this format that no one has asked for? I do not know. Like, I really don't know. So I know in the article when they sort of announced the format, they said that. I can't remember if they named the person, but they said that like somebody, as in like like one person in the R and D office, had been playing it for like a month, and they really enjoyed it. Oh, actually, like, yeah, I think like, like even that, like one one person has played this format, so we're gonna support it as a official constructor format. Seems a bit strange. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you... exactly. Like this was Garrett Turner. Yeah, like this person who works with Wizards who enjoys playing Commander, and then decided to mess about with some standard cards and see what format they could create. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean we all want to play it as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I, uh, there was a video that I've been trying to find sort of in preparation for this that I haven't been able to find yet. So mm-hmm. I couldn't remember whether it was one of the sort of Walking the Plains videos or if it right. was one of uh, Marshall Sutcliffe's MTG breakdown videos. Right. Uh, but at some point, the person in the video is, is talking to somebody from the Haruya store in Japan. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain that they're talking about sort of the popular thing at that moment when the video is set is they're all playing like a a standard variant of Commander. Okay. So I I think that's where this has come from. I think it's been sort of quietly growing a little bit and sort of like local levels in Japan or at least the Haruya stores. Sure. Somebody from Wizards has found that they're playing it there and they've gone, hey, that sounds quite interesting. I love Commander. Let's give this a go. And then it's sort of spread slightly within wizards maybe and sure but that doesn't really yeah like it doesn't really explain why they would support that as a constructive format when you do have yeah, so many other yeah. options out there that they don't support currently exactly and there's loads of formats like for example if we talk about like the recent explosion in pauper popularity yeah exactly yeah why aren't they supporting that set like like that, that format like yeah like pauper doesn't have like an official sort of joint card list legality list between yeah, sort of online and paper like why you can't sanction a pauper event on wizards event reporter yeah why wouldn't you just rather than put all of this time in sort of r&d into this new brawl <laughs> format why not just say you know we're looking at pauper as one of the fastest growing formats we're yeah. seeing that it's having positive reactions from literally everybody, which doesn't happen for magic. Like, yeah, exactly. Why not just support that rather than just giving us this weird commander light? Like, and they and they they put the pauper the the magic online pauper five O deck lists on the actual Watsy website. Yeah, on yeah. the Magic the Gathering website, but they don't support it as a format. That's do do you know if Brawl is going to be supported on Magic Online? I don't know. Or care. 
because that's one of, one of the things that I, I keep seeing a lot about is in a lot of sort of threads online like forum posts and sort of reddit threads people are people are saying that they're quite excited to see or to at least give the format a go on on magic arena but okay i haven't seen anything saying that they're going to implement into arena okay there's certainly nothing on there currently and nothing sure. i've seen in the arena forum either to suggest that they're even going to do that oh okay plus there's also the the card the uh yeah fire song and uh sunspeaker Will that yep. card be legal, like and available in Arena if yeah, it's a buy a box promo? <laughs> will you be able to redeem it off a wild card? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume we'll we'll find out when Dominaria releases on Magic Arena. But yeah, it's a standard legal rare, right? Technically, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because I guess I guess it will be because in Arena you do have the uh, the, the Planeswalker deck, Planeswalkers as well, but you have no way of sort of getting a Planeswalker deck. But you can trade one of your wild cards in for them. Sure, okay. So, I mean, I think that segues quite nicely onto Magic Arena, which I know you've been playing a lot of recently. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to, now that the NDA has been removed and we can actually talk about it, yeah, do you want to sort of go through the format a bit? And... Yeah, we can talk about it a bit. So, yeah, going with sort of alternative formats like sort of Brawl and, and Pauper. So the Arena format is very strange at the moment. It's not standard. It's not standard, and... It is not what it has been for sort of the past couple of months, which was Ixalan Block Constructed, which I I haven't played a lot of Arena over the past couple of months. So I've been mm. in the beta for a long time. Uh, yeah. So I would, like technically like I played in the alpha. That's okay. how long I've played it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually equate to how much Arena I've played though. Sure. I really dislike that format. Like I'm so glad that we don't have like. <laughs> You know, block constructed GPs or like you know, <laughs> yeah. PVTQs or anything. Ixalan block constructed was one of the most depressing formats I've ever played. It was I mean, just aggro, aggro, aggro. Like, what, was it very similar to the limited format? I quite yeah, quite so. I think it felt a little bit more like sealed than draft. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you sort of you pretty much had access to all of the cards, so you knew you know you're just going to jam four of this, four of that, four of this in yep. your deck like you could yeah you just had these very sort of fast aggro decks these merfolk decks that were really good uh, initially it was the dinosaur decks were were pretty much unbeatable before rivals of ixalan was introduced into it yeah uh, but it was just it's just a very fast format so i'm glad that's gone yep. but that does mean we are left with this strange sort of like in between block and standard thing so they yeah. in the most recent update uh, they lifted the non-disclosure agreement which means so I guess it's the reason why we can talk about this now. Yeah. Uh, along with that, they added Armonkhet block. Okay. So they didn't add Kaladesh, so we haven't got standard, but we've got Armonkhet. Okay. It just—it's really weird, What's... like just really odd. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they've why they've just added half of no, it's two thirds of standard, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, two thirds of standard. Um, because I... I guess I guess this is just the beta, right? So by the time. They actually come to releasing this product fully, and it's meant to be, you know, complete and everything. I guess Kaladesh would have rotated out of standard. Is that sort of the thinking? Uh, I'm, I'm unsure. Like, it seems to be as sort of times going on, the sort of launch time is getting rolled back further and further. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I mean you, you could think that, but Kaladesh and Armonkhet are both going to rotate out at the same time. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I'm a bit unsure. Like, I think the only <laughs> thing I think of is. Perhaps it was something to do with energy, like maybe energy was just a little bit too difficult for them to sort of implement into the game at this point. Okay, because it requires... Because this this game works very differently to Magic Online, right? Uh, yeah, well, kind of, yeah. So it, the obvious comparison is Hearthstone. 
and okay. it's an obvious comparison for a reason because it, it is essentially Hearthstone, but with magic yeah. cards. Okay, sure. Which it just doesn't it doesn't work quite as well as it could do or as it should do. Yeah. So I've noticed quite a few problems with it, like mm-hmm. things like uh, like misclicking happen happens quite a lot because the the whole user interface isn't really as sort of functional as it should be or as it could be, and it's very difficult to sort of set your stops at sort of the appropriate times. Okay. Like sort of doing sort of things at instant speed. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is one thing that Hearthstone doesn't have. Like Hearthstone doesn't have instant speed interactions. So well, this is the thing, like, because I've not, I've not played Arena, but like I've seen at this point, like en- enough of it to get a general grasp. Yeah. So that it seems like they've tried to implement Magic, which is the most complex game, right? Like, in terms of things that happen during a single turn. Yeah, for sure. There's so much complexity in it, and they've tried to make it look and feel like Hearthstone, right? Yeah. I think anyone's denying that they've sort of just copied yeah, Hearthstone. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, you know, Hearthstone's like one of the most, the most successful TCG, like online TCG. Yeah. So why shouldn't they? With Magic's just a better game. Um, but it just doesn't work in the same way because Hearthstone's mechanically very simplistic, right? Like, Yeah, you, definitely. Like, everything you, happens at sorcery uh, speed. It's just, yeah. it's very much sort of combat-based. Yeah, you, you, you know, you draw a card, you have an extra mana, you play, you play a card, and you do some attacking, like, and that sort of it. You do it, and it, it happens in stages. And it's it, not that I'm any good at coding or computers in general, but that's quite simple to implement, right? On, on an online program, it's a lot simpler than than Magic, where you do have you know abilities you can activate at instant speed. You have instants you can yeah. play. You have counter spells. You have all those sorts of things. Exactly, like just in a game of standard or t- two thirds of standard, there's so many things that can happen at any one. Any yeah. moment that it can't be polished and try and make it look slick and simple, right? Like I don't, I already know. Like it seems, I think it seems I think really it good. it can be, but mm. I think the way they've the ways they've attempted it have affected the gameplay far too much. So you right. you have something that isn't necessarily reflective of of the game. So you're just not as as a person that loves magic, you're not enjoying this game. Uh, not particularly. Like I think I think they they could do a lot to it to make it a lot better and I think they might do and you know it is still on the beta but yeah. I have my feelings towards it aren't very positive at the moment. But That's you know, true. hey, once it releases properly, we'll do a we'll do a full show on it and Yeah, we'll talk about it properly. Yeah, it you know, there's I'd, I'd love to I'd love to say that it looks promising, but at this point it really doesn't, which it's a real shame, to be honest. I mean, this is the thing, like, because I want it to be good, but I mean, just based on everything, I've not been enticed to play it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I play quite a lot of Magic Online, and the sort of the reason I like because you, you hear people complain about Magic Online all the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not good. It doesn't look good. It's like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I play Magic because I enjoy playing Magic, and Magic is fun. Yeah, I think Magic Online gets far more hate than it deserves. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. You, they may have sort of issues uh, with sort of certain cards being bugged occasionally, and sort of yeah, the implementation of new sets right? and things like that are going to happen when you do have a complicated game like Magic. Yeah, but like when it works, it's it's. I think it's the best version of Magic there is. Like, yeah, you can't miss triggers. You can't do. You know, you can't make illegal moves. Like, yeah. So the point the point of the point of Magic Online is to become a better Magic player, basically. Yeah, for sure. You can just jam games while sitting in your pants. Like <laughs> it's like when I'm playing Magic, I'm putting some pieces of cardboard onto a table. Yeah. When I play Magic Online, I'm seeing pixels of a card 
on a black background, which is basically the same thing. Like, I don't need all this sort of flashy, cool, exciting stuff happening and making it look all... Because, like, the enjoyment is magic, right? That's why we all play magic, because we yeah, enjoy definitely. magic. We don't need all this other entertaining, cool stuff. Or maybe that's just me, but, like, I don't need to be entertained while I'm trying to entertain myself. Yeah, you know? for sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully it's good, but... Yeah, and like you know, I'll I'll drop updates sort of every now and then, and episodes of the yeah, podcast sure. as well. It's, yeah, I feel like yeah. I am pretty much just negative about it currently, but you know, ho- hopefully, change. hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, we we can hope, but I mean, yeah, at the moment, I, it doesn't look good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like all we've done so far this episode is just sort of really talk negative about the game. So let's. Oh no! Like. There's something very exciting that was announced this week that I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, what was that? Which is um, the Signature Spellbook. Yeah. Jace's Spellbook, specifically. Yeah, so these new Signature Spellbooks are essentially the Sweet. product that's going to replace From the Vault. So From the Vault yeah. has been sort of vaulted, I guess, for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Which was something that I wasn't sort of particularly happy with upon hearing. Uh, and you know, sort of mm-hmm. learning about these signature spellbook products that we're going to have to replace them. It's going to be, you know, eight cards, and it's going to have an MSRP of twenty dollars. So mm-hmm. already, it kind of feels like it might be a little bit of an inferior product, or maybe it's not a product for me. Mm-hmm. And then they went and sort of bought the cards in the set this week, and it looks yep. absolutely fantastic. It looks awesome. I'm really excited. Like I'm really excited. Yeah, like the twenty dollar value is there. Absolutely. All of the cards in the set have got brand new art and a brand new frame, and they look. They, I think they look great. Yeah, I mean, you can just like, especially when we're going into too much detail about like, because we can talk forever about like the card frames and the new art. And yeah, stuff. for sure. Um, you can go and find them on the Wizards website, but like, oh well, the Jace Bellerin Planeswalker card doesn't have new art, which is yeah, it's true. It doesn't have new art, but it does have a new frame on it. Yeah, and I just they all look really sweet. Um, the cards they've picked are actually cards you might want whereas like normally with an ftv there's like a card right you want so yeah, like, yeah definitely ftv law you wanted the dark depths and the gta yeah and then no, you didn't want any of the other cards i mean the marat large token was quite good oh yeah also the marat large token that's yeah. actually that's the truth but i mean like so in this in this set so you get you get booster pack yeah you get eight cards and one of them's going to be foil yes Is that right? yeah, yeah so well you get eight cards and then you, i think you get an additional additional foil uh, it could be one of the eighth, could be foil. It's going to be foil, but you're so not guaranteed which one it's going to be. Okay, so that, that's cool. So there's still like an, an element of boost packness to it, right? Yeah, I really like that because you, out of the cards alone, you're getting that sort of $20 value no matter what. But then yeah. you've almost got that sort of like mini, mini lottery card style effect going mm-hmm. on as well. Like some of the cards in foil will be a lot more desirable than the others. Like, you know, the Jace Balarian or the, the Mystic Tutor or... Um, yeah, so, like, the, like the, the cards in the set... Almost. Yeah, like, the cards in the set are Jace Balarian, yeah. Blue Elemental Blast, Brainstorm, Coward Spell, Gifts Ungiven, Mystical Tutor, Negate, and Threads of Disloyalty, which are all, like, respectable cards. Yeah, definitely, yeah. These cards all see play, and, like, the art on them is really nice. I mean, the, the have you read the flavour text on Brainstorm? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I great. have a plan. Actually, I have three. That's just great. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I think they've just absolutely smashed this this set out of the park. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome. The, I think it's the best thing they could have done, sort of absolutely. to replace that from the vault product, which was, although it was a product that I, I really did like the design mm. of. Like, yeah, the, the more recent ones didn't really sort of deliver on on what they could have been. Yeah, uh, but I think this is a really promising start to what could be a really interesting series of products. 
Yeah, it's really, really cool. And, I mean, it's started a lot of discussion, right? Yeah, it has, definitely. Because <laughs> people have started deciding what their signature spellbooks would be like, like analyzing what their favorite or more sort of what signature cards are. Exactly. So instead of, uh, instead of a what the deck this week, we're going to break down what our own signature spellbooks would be. Yeah. So do you want to go first, Sam? Yeah, sure. I mean, mine's... <laughs> Anyone that knows me is not going to be surprised by any of the cards on this yeah, list. Yeah, same for my spells as well, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, it also shows how sort of polar opposites we are in terms of playing magic. Yeah. Mine are Collected Company, yeah. Genesis Wave, yeah. Path to Exile, yeah. Natural Order, yeah. Green Sun Zenith, yeah. Become Immense, yeah. Blossoming Defense, yeah. and I've decided to change my last one to Regrowth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So all Very green, green. Spells, <laughs> yeah. Apart from After Exile, because it's my favorite removal spell. Yeah. Just like I like green creatures. Um, I like cheating on mana costs. Yeah. You know, you've got Collector Company, Genesis Wave, Natural Order. You get to put things into play that you haven't paid the mana for. Uh, regrowth. I like recurring cards. Like Eternal Witness is one of my favorite cards. Um, but it didn't really fit into this. Yeah, for sure. Spell book. So Regrowth the next best thing. Um, and then Become Immense and Blossoming Defense because Infect is. The best deck. It's <laughs> uh, debatable, but you know, they are very, very two, two very good cards there. Yeah, I just like um, the comment is sweet. I think it's great design. Like one mana plus six for six. And Blossoming Defense has won me so many games of Magic. Yeah, I bet it's really, really cool. Um, and I've played all of these cards oh, apart from Genesis Wave hmm. and Regrowth because well, I suppose I can play an old school, right? Uh, regrowth, you can, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing that in old school, sure. Um, I mean, like all of these cards apart from Genesis Wave, I've played in constructive formats. Yeah. Um, in actual tournaments and they've won me games and they're just very me because they're, they're green they're green spells and they care about creatures and then there's Path to Exile because green doesn't have a good removal spell it's efficient removal definitely it's the I still think it's the best removal uh, spell I mean it's very it's close between that and Swords to Plowshares like Swords to Plowshares is great yeah it's not Swords to Plowshares like Swords to Plowshares is also a card I love but I don't play it anywhere near as much as I play Path to Exile. <laughs> and it ramps you. I love ramp. Yeah. You have to ramp my opponent. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my, like, green cards. I like I really like green cards. Yeah. Um, I think mine is kind of the complete opposite to that, really. So, <laughs> yeah. my signature spell book. Uh, first of all, we've got Counter Spell. So that is two blue at Counter Target Spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we've got Negate. That is one and a blue. It's Counter Target Non Creature Spell. This is meant to be your spell, but not Jace's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, after that, we have one of my sort of favourite cards of recent times. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Disallow. So that is Sweet. one and two blue, which is counter-target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. And I think so Disallow we, is... So yeah, counter-spell, counter-spell, counter-spell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or there is, yeah, there's some counter-spells here. But I think uh, Disallow is one of my favourite cards in standard, if not my favourite card in standard at the moment. It's, sure. it's so sort of versatile and the different things you can do with it like mm-hmm. yeah sure you can counter a spell but yeah, countering the activated abilities and the triggered abilities really really can sort of get you out of a tough spot sometimes yeah absolutely um, so as, I've seen do some silly things yeah I think the most ridiculous one I did was uh, uh, my opponent activated a bow map courier with seven cards underneath it <laughs> uh, while they had like three cards in their hand that's <laughs> so I managed to do 11 for one my opponent that's amazing that was yeah, that was great. That was at nationals last year. That was really, really fun. Oh wait, so the so because you sacrificed the Bowman Courier and discard your, your hand as part of the cost. So <laughs> they so did good. that, and then I disallowed the trigger. So oh, they had man. seven cards underneath the Bowman Courier as well. So that was like eleven cards gone. Okay, I think 
This is the one time we're on the blue major side. Yeah. <laughs> Punishing a red player. That's oh, fine. It was sweet. I just got a cast nickel ball as the next turn as well. Like, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, back to my spell book. Uh, after that, we have one of my all time favourite spells, uh, Dark Ritual. Mm-hmm. It's just one black to add three black mana to your mana pool. So I play Ad Nauseam Tendrils and Legacy, and it's one of yep. the sort of key cards in that deck. Just getting that mm-hmm. fast mana, allowing you to sort of combo off as fast as yep. possible. Mm-hmm. And after that is, it's a card that, again, I've only played in old school. Uh, that's Mind Twist. Sure. And that is X and one black. And that is target player discards X cards at random. And that is the reason that card is banned in most formats. <laughs> yep, seems pretty good. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a great card. Number six in my spell book, we have Gush. It's a bit of a pauper all-star at the moment. Okay. So it's four and a blue. Uh, or you may return two islands you control to their owner's hand rather than pay Gush's mana cost. And for that, you draw two cards. I love that card. Yeah, I love it as well. That's it's really simple. Good. Returning your two islands, there's an alternative cost to draw two cards. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, you it's can... completely busted. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You just get to draw cards for free. Like I think drawing cards is my favourite thing to do in Magic. And yeah, doing it at no cost like is like even sweeter. Mm-hmm. Plus, that's a card that needs a reprint. So I thought, hey, let's stick it in my spell book and then I can get in the hands of players again. Let's reprint it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we've got another card featured in the J deck. That is uh, Brainstorm. Yep. That's one blue. Draw three cards and put two cards from your hand uh, on top of your library in any order. Okay, and then finally we've got another new card, um, which I had had sort of changed last minute. So I was trying to think of another card that sort of defines me me as a player really, and I thought Supreme Will was one that came up. So that's a two and a blue, and then it has choose one, counter target spell unless its controller pays three, or mm-hmm. look at the top four cards of your library, put one in your hand and the rest on the bottom in any order. So another counter spell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, I, I really do like that sort of multifunctionality of the Supreme Will as well. Again, another one of my sort of favourite cards at the moment. I've been having a lot yeah. of fun with it the standard season. Dude does two things that you really like doing, right? Countering spells and card advantage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can like counter their spell or you draw a card or you just get four cards out of the way so you can draw your approach to second sun next turn. <laughs> sure, sweet. <laughs> So our, our spell books are vastly different. They are, definitely, different. yeah. Um, yeah, I like creatures, and you do not. <laughs> no, I like countering creatures. That's always good. Well, that's mean. <laughs> Can't do that. Anyway, so I think I think that's about all we have time for this week uh, on Hour of Devastation. Yeah, uh, we do have a Twitter now, so you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, what is our Twitter? It's uh, HOFDcast. So if you go to www.twitter.com slash H-O-F-D-Cast uh, you can follow us on there uh, we'll be posting sort of regular updates there whenever our episodes go up uh, we also have a sort of website going live soon as well where we'll be posting articles and sort of various blog posts at sort of various times throughout the week yeah we've decided to start taking this podcast thing seriously right yeah maybe like you know <laughs> we're getting more than 10 listeners each week so I'm fairly happy with that yeah like I'm really really grateful that anyone has bothered to listen to this yeah, podcast yeah same so yeah <laughs> So yeah, thank you anybody who has made it this far. Uh, I know it has been a bit of a sort of negative episode, but <laughs> we do we do love magic and oh absolutely that's why we're so critical because we want it to be the best game ever. Yeah, exactly. So we, we want we want these things to, to be done right rather than not right. Exactly. So once again, <laughs> we're reaching the approach of the second hour. The uh, God Pharaoh has returned. So we'll see you again next week.